All right, welcome to podcast episode 243, live here from Santa Monica in California. And instead of having the usual intro tune of the podcast, I'm actually going to have Josefa sing Get Paid for Your Pet live. Yo, Josefa. I'm actually staying at the Zephyr's place here in Santa Monica, which is really, really fun. There he is. What's up, guys? All right. Let's do it. Let's take it away. All right, ready? Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Woohoo! What a legend. Awesome, Josefa. Thanks so much. How's it going, man? It's really good, and it's good to have you here. It's awesome. For sure, man. Uh, you know, four years ago, me and Josefa published Get Paid for Your Pet, and we started the, the podcast when we were in, uh, in Las Vegas, actually. Uh, which was which was super fun. We had such a good time with it. Josefa uh, then uh, moved on and kind of started doing his own thing, which is which is really awesome. Uh, as you can tell, he's a really good singer, and so he he actually does his really cool math songs on his. Uh, you do, well, you're doing it on YouTube mostly, right? That's right. Yeah. So my company is called Scalar Learning, and it's all about math education, math tutoring, and most importantly, math digital content and video courses. But a offshoot of that is math music videos, which is like my favorite thing to do. So it's, I've had, now I just released my 16th song last week on sequences, but it's all sorts of math video content, but the music is the really, really fun part. And I get to record and, and collaborate and it's, it's been a blast. And you know, we were actually at VidCon in the last week, which was super fun. VidCon is, uh, I guess it's probably the biggest YouTube conference or the only YouTube conference in, in the world. Yeah, there's there's different educational content-related conferences like at uh, South by Southwest, but VidCon is really... And it, I, it, I felt like it had expanded beyond a little bit. Like there were sessions on Twitch, there were sessions on Instagram, on Facebook Live, but really it's meant to be a central hub for YouTube creators and aspiring YouTube creators and also the YouTube community members and fans. It was awesome. It was it was four days. Uh, we learned a lot. And what I thought was really cool, like we got uh, some feedback on our personal YouTube channels. This is something that we're both focusing on. So me for you know for Airbnb for get paid for your pad and Josefa for his you know math tutoring business. And we got some personal feedback from VidIQ, which is a company that provides all sorts of analytics and insights for people who own YouTube channels. So that was really cool. But what was really cool as well, Josefa asked a question at the sort of like it was like an ask me anything uh, type of event by a bunch of famous YouTubers. And uh, and so he introduced himself, and well, I'll let you tell the story because yeah, it was really cool. That was great. I mean, I was on cloud nine because it was just it was just fun. And what these guys were, it's essentially a panel of YouTube creator experts where they were giving everybody advice on on how to grow their channels, different strategic opinions. And we're you know we're our, our YouTube channels are both relatively young. Mine has about you know we're both around two thousand subscribers. The Scalar Learning channel is around two thousand, and 
So I'm, I'm in a state of constant trying to re-engineer and, and improve and grow. And I feel like, well, I'm on the right track. But anyway, so I asked a question. And before I did, they said, well, introduce yourself and tell us what your channel is about. So I said, my name is Huzefa. I have a channel that's all about math education and standardized test prep. And I also make math music videos. So anyways, my question is, and then right as I was about to ask the question, they cut me off. And they go, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Math music videos, that's really cool. And they like gave me a round of applause just for that. And then... They started to ask me about them, and then I was like, well, let me give you a little sample. And then I sang the chorus from my most popular song, so which is the quadratic formula. So I got to sing on stage in front of, like, whatever, how, I don't know, 400, 500 that people. That was a lot of people there. And I was like, negative B plus or minus the square root of B squared minus 4. So I sang, like, a little bit of that, and that was super fun. And then and then I got to answer my question, or ask my question. Yeah, it was super cool. Um, so today's podcast, uh, I have a lot of updates. I wrote them down because I wouldn't remember everything. Uh, first of all, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Get Paid for Your Pad 2, the book, the follow-up book that we're currently writing. Most of the content is actually done. Uh, just like with the first book, Josefa is going to, you know, is, is going to be the co-author. He's going to, he's an expert at, at editing and, and just coming up with like additional like, creative content and stuff. So it's going to be awesome. I'm going to talk about my apartment in Cali. I actually had my first guest uh, this weekend. So that's super exciting. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the other two investments that I've made in Thailand and Borkhai. Uh, I did a trip to Egypt to check out potential Airbnb opportunities, investment opportunities there. Uh, I got I got tipped off by uh, by a, a local uh, Airbnb host here in uh, Los Angeles. I, can, I, I see she's actually watching the shout out, Sophia Bach. She has uh, amazing Airbnbs near Los Angeles Airport. So if you if you ever need to be uh, near LAX, uh, check out her Airbnb profiles. I'll put a link to uh, to her listings in the in the show notes, which you can find at getpaidforyourpad.com. I'm going to talk about Enhance, which is a short term uh, rental management company that I've actually started with uh, with some really good friends of mine which I'll talk about more later in this episode. I'm going to talk about a local Airbnb meetup that I'm holding at uh, here in Santa Monica, actually, on Friday. So Friday, June 29th. Uh, we'll start at 4 o'clock. There's going to be uh, $1 oysters. So that's good. There's going to be cheap drinks. It's happy hour, 4 to 7. But then afterwards, we'll, you know, we'll probably continue uh, somewhere else. So if you're in the area, uh, hit me up. Uh, or look at the uh, Get Paid for Your Pet Facebook page because I've created an event. It's public. Anybody can register. Um, so if you're interested in Airbnb, if you're an Airbnb host or you have questions, like just come hang out. Or or if you just have no plans and you happen to be in the area, just come come say hi and, and have, an, have a couple oysters, have a couple drinks. And then uh, if there's any questions, um, I might do a little AMA. I see there's a bunch of people uh, watching and I, I can see the comments like, if you guys type comments, you have questions, like I can actually read them. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's on the agenda for today. But uh, now that I still have Josefa here, like he's a busy man these days. Uh, so, you know, like I can't take too much of his time. So let's start with, uh, with the book update. So, you know, I've been working on a, a new book for a while, which is really about, you know, how do you find good properties to invest in and rent out on Airbnb. So the last year, like as a lot of you probably know, I sold my house in Amsterdam 
uh, which I had been renting out since 2012. I sold it about a year ago because Amsterdam didn't allow short-term rentals anymore. And so I sold it, and now I had to reinvest all this money, right? So the last year, I've been traveling around the world trying to find you know, profitable locations to, you know, to, to buy a property and rent out an Airbnb, which actually has been a, quite a challenge because you know, if you ask any real estate professional, you know, what's the most important thing before you buy a property somewhere, they'll always tell you, know the market. Well, you know, I bought now three properties in, in Colombia and Thailand and Philippines, and I mean, how how am I gonna know that market, right? I, you know, you have to be there for at least like three to six months, I'd say, to really understand the market. And you know, that wasn't really an option for me uh, because I just, you know, I really wanted to reinvest this money. I I didn't want to wait a couple of years and and live in different places and and uh, and just wait like three to six months before I understand the market and everything. So I've I've kind of selected my my locations in terms of more like macroeconomical factors. So you know, do I expect a lot of tourism uh, in in the area in the future? Uh, a couple places are near airports that are being upgraded. Um, so you know, these these more like general macroeconomical considerations is is what I've kind of used. I've also looked at okay, what's what's the situation with Airbnb regulations? You know, am I going to be allowed to do short term rental? Is that likely to to change in the future? So these are all things that I've I've looked at, and I've kind of like uh, kept a journal and. And, you know, wrote down, like, all my experiences, like, the different locations where I decided not to invest because I thought it wasn't a good uh, a good location. And also, you know, how am I going to manage this, right? Because if you have, like, several uh, properties around the world, you know, the management, obviously, is, uh, is a challenge as well. So all these experiences I've kind of uh, I've written down, uh, the content's pretty much done. Um, but then the, the second part, uh, is is actually an update to the original Get Paid for Your Pad. And the reason I'm going to do it this way is because on Amazon, there's really not a good reason to, um, you know, to update a book. Because, you know, Airbnb is dynamic, right? So things change. And right now, our book actually has some information that's not, no longer valid. And so we really want to update that. But there's no way that we can do that on Air, on Amazon and have everybody who's already purchased the book uh, download it for free. Basically, people would need to buy uh, another version of the book, which I feel like people shouldn't have to spend another like ten or fifteen dollars if there's only going to be like a couple updates. And so that's the reason that we decided to actually congregate uh, the old book and the new book in one book, so that so that people can buy the new book and they're not just buying the updates on. You know, on how to optimize your listing and how to make you know make more money on Airbnb, but they're actually getting what was supposed to be a whole new book on you know how do you find uh, profitable Airbnb investments around the world. So I feel like you know, that's a much better you know value offering to you know to those who uh, who want to get the new book. Um, and so yeah, we're we're super excited. Uh, this is going to be. You know, like uh, this, this our second book. So you know, it'll be a little bit easier for us to launch it. The first time we had no idea what we we're doing, um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm super excited. How, yeah. how do you feel yeah, about this? Yeah, very excited. I think we really started to hash out the plan a couple of weeks ago, and I mean, at the end of the day, you probably get more questions than anything, especially lately. I feel like about how do you strategically, if you're looking for places to invest, especially beyond the U.S., beyond places where you, you normally reside, like, is that feasible and how to do it? So I think 
now you've gone on that journey, you've gotten some places, you've already started renting out and seeing those profits come in. So it's super valuable because it is, it is daunting. And I think one of the most important things that you've done on this journey is you very carefully selected places where you had some connection. You had somebody, like for example, in Colombia, you have somebody, a management organization that you can trust that you can put all this stuff into their hands and you can, and you can be rest assured that the different aspects of management are going to be taken care of. So I think that that from that aspect on how to forge those relationships and build something out that you can be somewhat carefree about is super important. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's totally true. And you know, I've been traveling around the world for eight years, so I do know a lot of locations, but still I feel like in order to get, you know, those, the, the best deals possible. And, and by the way, we're also going to include 10, case studies of other people who've invested in profitable Airbnb properties around the world. And, you know, that's probably like one of the most valuable parts actually, because, you know, I'm actually, I just started this journey kind of, right? And so, you know, I don't feel like I'm like the biggest expert on, you know, how do you find these properties? And that's why I really wanted to bring in, you know, a lot of other people who've already done this. And one thing I've noticed is, you know, the people that really have found like the best deals are usually the people that live in a location and they buy something Know, nearby so they completely understand the market they have the opportunity to just kind of wait it out and when an opportunity pops up boom they just jump on it right um by the way there's a lot of uh, people watching we've got over like 25 people watching so i'm just like looking at the content the comments um somebody's asking victor ortiz he's asking what about investment in puerto rico right that's another thing so i was in puerto rico about a month ago and i think for American citizens, Puerto Rico has a lot of opportunity because you guys can get leverage. Now, I can't because I'm not a U.S. citizen. And so for me, it's impossible to get a mortgage in the U.S. and actually invest in Puerto Rico. I wouldn't say impossible, but it's a lot more complicated for me than for American citizens. So basically what happens is, you know, when, when I enter a market like Puerto Rico, I'm competing with people who can borrow you know, at like three, four, five percent interest, they can borrow money and and, and you know do like 70, 80 percent leverage uh, and and buy properties there where I have to pay cash. And so, in order for me to get the sort of the ten percent return uh, that I'm looking to make, uh, I think that's really difficult in in the market where you know that that's it's so such easy access for for American people. Also, there's all these tax advantages and stuff. And so, you know, for somebody who, for example, wants to move to Puerto Rico for an American citizen and, you know, get a mortgage and buy a couple properties and pay a lot less taxes, you know, that's, that person is, is going to be in such a fav more favorable uh, position than me. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's probably better to, to invest in markets that are, that, you know, that people are kind of worried about investing like Colombia, Philippines, Thailand. I mean, these are countries where, you know, very, first of all, it's almost impossible to get a mortgage there. Um, and secondly, you know, I think that a lot of people are kind of hesitant to, to invest in these countries because it's kind of like, you know, unknown. It's, it's, you know, these countries, people aren't just very familiar with them. And so I feel like in those countries, I have more of an edge because I actually do know these countries pretty well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the reason why I've invested in, in, in these countries and not in Puerto Rico. Um, let's see what else we have, uh, information on how to acquire Airbnb efficient properties will really expand your book audience considerably looking forward to its release. 
thanks, Garrick, for, for reaching out. <clears throat> um, we're definitely super excited about this. All right, let me see. Let's see what's on the agenda because there's so much to talk about today. Um, one more question. The, ho the hostel scene is big these days. What's your take on hostels? You know what? I would actually be interested in working with a hostel and, and, and seeing like, you know, how, how that process works of renting out on, uh, on Airbnb platforms like Airbnb as a hostel. You know, I don't, I haven't stayed in very many hostels in my life myself. So I just don't really understand that market very well, but it's, I'm glad you mentioned it because I'm actually in the process of partnering with the kite surfing school in Egypt. Uh, where I, uh, I did some kite surfing. Um, I'll talk about this more uh, when I touch on the topic of Egypt, actually. But I'm about to partner up with uh, a kite surfing school and help them rent out rooms uh, at the school. So I'm going to be managing it on Airbnb. So I think there, I'll, I'll uh, that way I'll get some more experience in you know how is it, what is it like to rent out like five you know similar rooms in a, you know somewhat like a hostel. I guess it's not a hostel; it has private rooms. But still, it's uh, you know it's somewhat similar. But I'll uh, I'll I'll get back on that uh, a little bit later. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Next uh, the next topic for today. Let's talk about my penthouse in Cali. Okay. So who's, uh, I don't know if you want to stay here. You're welcome to stay. Let, I know you're a busy you. man, so you know, you've got a lot of stuff to do, especially after this YouTube conference that we went to. With so much motivation, we have we learned so many things. So we're just like super pumped to, you know, jump on all the advice that we've been giving and, you know, grow, make better videos, provide better value to, to you guys and Joseva to his audience. So yeah, there's a lot. So, and that's literally what I'm going back to do, but it was so awesome to talk to everybody again. And like Jasper said, we got a new book coming out that we're both super stoked about and more information will be coming out in the next few weeks and a few months, but it's going to be great. All right. All right, dude. Peace. Peace. Alrighty, so uh, Kali, man, it's been it's been so fun. I spent about a month in in my own place in Kali, and if you want to check it out, by the way, uh, there's two places where you can go uh, on my Instagram, get paid for your pet Instagram, and also on my personal Instagram account, Jasper.Rivers. You can find all the the pictures of what the place looks like. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's super cool. If you go and get paid for your pet.com, there's also a blog post that I wrote uh, about a year and a half ago, actually, uh, at when I purposed the property. So you can also uh, check out the blog post and, and kind of see like why I, I chose this location and the other, you know, sort of the other rationale behind uh, this purchase. And then you can go on Instagram or you can go on my Facebook as well. You can see the pictures so you can see what it looks like. Um, I had an absolute blast. Uh, Kali is just, it's such a fun city and I just really feel like it's a hidden gem, you know, it, you know, very few people know about this place. People know Medellin, people know Bogota. I've never been to Bogota. I've, I've, I've heard, you know, that, uh, you know, most, most people I've talked to are not a huge fan of the city. Uh, Medellin is very well known. I actually do like Medellin, but I like Kali better. And I actually had some friends from Medellin who came over to Kali uh, when I was staying there, and uh, you know, they actually told me after spending a few days in Cali, they were actually thinking about like, you know, maybe maybe I should move to Cali because this is, this place is fun. Uh, it's a little bit off the beaten track. There's not a lot of foreigners there. There's not a lot of 
for an investment, and, and that's one of the reasons why I actually uh, decided to uh, to purchase uh, in Cali as well. But the apartment came out amazing. I, I just completely love it. Uh, it's it's located in the in the best uh, neighborhood in in Cali. It's a super fun neighborhood. It's very safe. It's up and coming. There's lots of bars and restaurants popping up. And I just I remember the first time I came there. I only spent three days there, and then I decided to purchase this unit. And I could just feel the, the, you know, the the almost like a, a volcano that's about to burst. You know, you can just feel that there's something happening in this particular neighborhood. Um, somebody's asking how much cash flow you're expecting from each of your properties annually. So my aim is really to make 10% after costs. Uh, so net 10%, which is you know, which is a pretty ambitious target. Uh, because, you know, where these days, where can you get that, that type of return, right? I mean, you know, like you, you, you put money in the bank, like you get nothing. Uh, bonds, I mean, the stock market is at an all-time high. Dividend yields are, are I think, at an, almost at an all-time low. So it's pretty hard to find a, a good return on your money these days. Um, now, I don't know if I'm going to make this 10%, right? Um, but that's kind of what I have in mind when I, when I purchase my properties, if it's going to be a little bit lower, if it's going to be like six, seven, eight percent, you know, it's still it's not a disaster. But one of the reasons, or one of the things I looked at as well when I bought my properties was, you know, I really asked myself, do I would I like to spend time here myself? Because you know, you got to think about the worst case scenario. Um, I mean, to be fairly honest, like I mean, I know the markets where I bought um, because I've been there as a traveler, but I mean, I. I don't know the rental market very well. I mean, you know, so so I don't know. I might be wrong. I might not be make as much as I, I think I was going to make. But then, you know, I'm pretty sure that the locations where I bought will be pretty popular in terms of long-term renting. So that could be like a second option if the short-term rental thing doesn't work. But most importantly, I mean, if my apartment in Cali, you know, if that doesn't do well, like, Man, I'll, I'll spend time there myself. I'll live there myself, you know, because, I mean, I love it there. But I got to think that, you know, if, if I love it there, like, I'm, I'm sure there must be other people who like it as well, right? So uh, that's also why I'm pretty confident. I mean, I've traveled to, like, about 80 countries or so in, uh, in the last eight years. And so these are, you know, the places where I bought are really some of my favorite locations around the world. Um, and, and so, you know, worst case scenario, I'll stay there myself, but I just can't imagine that other people won't be, you know, wanting to stay there. Um, so I hope that answers uh, your question. Uh, we got another question here. Let's see. Uh, can't wait to hear about your new PMS. I've been looking for a guesty replacement. They're way too expensive. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let me jump in to, to, uh, to this topic actually. So. All right, so the management thing is is probably the biggest issue that uh, you know that Airbnb hosts have. Uh, the most of questions I get from people is, you know, what what system do you use to you know to especially when you have multiple properties, like how do you how do you host remotely? And you know, my solution for this in my apartment in Amsterdam is, is always been like I had an amazing uh, cleaning lady who. I promoted to manager basically, and and she was awesome. I, I already knew her uh, for about five years before I started hosting Airbnb, and she was just incredible. She was just you know she looked after my house so well. I never had to worry. 
about anything. I mean, it was always super clean. Uh, the guests were always happy. She was super welcoming. And so I've never really had this issue. And so when people ask me, like, you know, how do you find a good management company? How do you find a person that can manage my unit that I can trust, that's going to do a good job, that understands hospitality? And I just started realizing this is a massive, massive challenge. Now, I know there's there's options out there, right? Um, and the people I've interviewed on the podcast for the last, uh, you know, almost four years, I've heard a lot of different solutions. You know, there's local short-term management companies. And some of them, I'm, I'm sure, are pretty good. Uh, but also some of them are not that good. And so the experiences are really mixed. Now, I think when you manage a, a unit, you really need to have people on the ground, right? And so it's pretty difficult to, to find, like, a solution that uh, that covers like a large area um, <clears throat> that you can that has like a good reputation that you can trust and stuff because it's just a very local thing, right? Managing uh, Airbnb. So, so if you're in a location and the local players just aren't doing a very good job, then you know your alternative is to use you know something like Guesty, uh, which I've used in the past and I stopped using it because my you know I didn't have great experience and I hear from a lot of people that. Their experience isn't that great either. It's like very expensive. And so I felt like, okay, there's not really a good solution that I can offer. I don't know how to answer this question basically other than saying, hey, find a, a person that you can trust and, and, and you know, have that person manage your place. But then how, how do you go about doing that? Now, I've actually learned a lot from, from other hosts that I've interviewed uh, on, on how to do this. And so I, just, I, I was talking to some of my friends who – who have been doing really well on Airbnb in, in places like uh, Miami, Airbnb, of, uh, Los Angeles. And, you know, I've, I've talked to them and, and, you know, we came up with, with this idea, you know, what if we, what if we help people to find a, you know, a, a management solution anywhere in the U S right. And if we don't know people there, like we'll go there and we'll find people to manage it for other people so that they don't have to worry about it. Now, and I actually feel pretty confident that we can do this because, you know, with our combined experience and our combined networks, like my friends are actually already hosting in a, in a lot of cities across the U.S. They have a lot of connections, and I have so many connections with Airbnb hosts all around the U.S. I mean, I get emails on a daily basis from people in San Francisco, people in Los Angeles, people in Denver, in Austin, in Boston, like all these places, and so you know, I feel like. Together, we could probably find somebody. We could find an Airbnb host who might, you know, might, who might be willing to co-host, for example. You know, and in worst case scenario, one of us will just fly down and and, and find people on the ground. You know, we'll do our, whatever it takes. Um, but our goal with this company, and it's called Enhance, by the way. Uh, you can check out the website on enhance.com. I'll be interviewing uh, my my co-founders pretty soon, by the way, so you have a chance to get to know them as well. Um, but uh, yeah, go to enhance.com. So it's I double N H A N C E.com. Uh, that's our website. Uh, if you do have a property that you want us to manage, like feel free to reach out, send me an email. And uh, you know, the, the, the main goal for us is really uh, it's customer experience. You know, whatever happens, we're going to make sure that like you're getting good results and you're going to be happy with, with the situation. So super excited about this. Um, let's see. I've, few more questions coming up all right well you know what let, let me let me go through um, let me go through some of the more, more uh, the other topics because like I have so much to discuss 
Um, Peter here is saying he's got 16 Airbnbs and he finds it really difficult to find a good solution. Uh, John saying the same thing. It's, 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 it's just difficult. It's complicated. And that's exactly why, you know, I took on this challenge to, to do this. And I know it's really ambitious, you know, managing properties all around the country. Uh, but you know what? Like I'm giving it, I'm going to give my hundred percent. I know my friends will. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty confident. All right, let's see Egypt. All right. So I got a, a tip actually from, uh, Sophia, who I mentioned earlier, who's, who has some amazing Airbnbs here in Los Angeles. And, and she, know, she told me about Egypt. She said, she said to me, you know, you can buy properties, you can buy apartments starting at around like five to $10,000, which I thought was amazing. I mean, where in the world can you buy an apartment for $10,000? I mean, that's just crazy, right? And I know that, you know, this location, particular location was uh, in Hurghada, which is a very popular tourist destination, especially for Europeans, for people from Russia. And so I knew, you know, there, there's a lot of demand there for, uh, for accommodation for sure. And, and besides that, I, it's also one of the best places to go kite surfing. And I love kite surfing. It's, it's such a fun sport. I really got into it uh, over the last like couple of years. So I thought, hey, I can go kite surfing, uh, apartments for $10,000, you know, on the beach at, in a popular tourist destination. I'm done. So I pretty much booked my flight within like a week or so. And, um, and so I, I, I went to Hurghada in Egypt. I stayed there for a week. Uh, my 19-year-old cousin uh, joined me, actually. He's a big kitesurfing fan as well. And it was really cool to travel with, uh, with a younger family member for the first time ever, actually. So it was super fun. And, and Sophia was right. There, there were apartments for sale for around like $10,000 including furniture and, you know, if you include all the, the costs of, of uh, you know, signing the deal, the lawyers, everything, it's, uh, it's you know, you're looking at about $15,000 or so for, like, a studio unit. Um, and and there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of supply there. You know, they're, they're really building a lot of big resorts uh, and they're selling those, those apartments, you know, pre, pre, um, pre-completion like some of them uh are completely uh pre-construction but some of them are they're almost finished um there's also units on the market of course that are already finished but the really cheap ones are the ones that aren't finished yet and so at first sight i mean this this sounds like super attractive um but i didn't end up buying anything um uh, because you know there's a few issues well first of all I mean, you look at the, the rental prices, you look at how much can you actually charge for these units, because it's super cool to buy something for for $15,000, but if you want to make a 10% return, that means you got to make you know $1,500, which is you know, just over $100, $120 a month, which sounds like not a lot, but if you realize that you can rent apartments there for you know for 100 bucks, and you know if you want to rent it out short term, you know, you're really looking at like $10, $15 a night, which means that, you know, you actually need a pretty decent occupancy to, to make decent money. If you include, you know, if you include cleaning costs and management costs and everything, now imagine that like, 
if, if you're spending a hundred dollars a month on, on bills and management costs and stuff, and you need to make, you know, about like 120, 150 dollars, you know, now you're looking at 220, 250. Um, but if you're only getting 10, 15 bucks a night, then, you know, that's, that's actually kind of challenging, uh, especially if you, if you think about the, the amount of supply. I mean, it really looks like they're, they're just building these massive ghost towns. You know, like there's there's so many like unfinished construction, and and so I'm I'm actually I actually really doubt that you'll be able to to get up to like fifty sixty percent or seventy percent occupancy uh, in this in this particular area because you're competing with massive five massive five star four star all inclusive resorts that are super super cheap. I actually stayed in an all inclusive resort. I mean, I paid like five hundred. It was a five six hundred bucks for a return ticket from Amsterdam, and including including the stay in, in in a resort with like swimming pools, including all food and beverages, except for uh, you know non local beverages. But but you know local beer and wine etc. was all, was all free. Now, so you're competing with these massive resorts, and there's then there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them, right? So. And then you know, then the other thing was I just didn't really like it there. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a desert. It's it's it, there's nothing there really. I mean, you know, the people that go there, they really go there to to lie on the beach, take in the sun, and you know, not spend a lot of money. If if you're in Europe or you're in Russia and you want to, you don't want to spend a lot of money, and you just want to have sun, you want to have a warm climate, you want to drink a lot of beer and not pay any money. Then you know, Hurghada is the perfect destination, um, but there's nothing really else to do there, and you know, and so I mean, except for the kite surfing. I mean, the kite surfing was actually amazing. Uh, it's funny because Sophia is like commenting like she she hated it. I mean, she basically texted me. She she went down there she, after three days. She texted me, "I'm out of here. Like this this place sucks." I, you know, <laughs> so. Um, I mean, my experience was better because I just spent most of my time kite surfing, and you know, I was hanging out with my cousin, so I was, you know, that was that was a great experience. So, so I had a good time, but it's not a location that I would want to spend a lot of time. You know, I can see myself maybe going there like a, a week or two weeks a year just for the kite surfing, but it's definitely not something that I could be very excited about other than the kite surfing. And you know, again, as I mentioned, and when I buy a property, I, I really want to want to feel like I would love to stay there myself because that's kind of the worst case scenario. If, you know, if I'm not making a lot of money, then at least I get to stay there myself. Right. So that's kind of, uh, why I didn't purchase anything in, in Egypt. Um, I see <laughs> there's a lot of people commenting who, uh, Oh yeah. People are mentioning, you know, the political situation and, and, and you know, that's something that I, I guess I haven't talked about, but there's, you know, there's a reason why these apartments are so cheap. Uh, first of all, the Egyptian pound has completely collapsed. It is, I mean, look, just Google Egyptian pound versus US dollar, and then look at the graph of, over the last couple of years, and you'll see that it's it's completely collapsed. And you know that's why a lot of these apartments are so cheap because you know they probably like they probably have contracts in in terms of in the local currency. They they probably already bottled. You know the the materials might be cheap. The labor is probably very cheap. Um, but you know, obviously, like there's a reason why the currency collapsed. I mean, there's a lot of st stuff that's been going on in Egypt. Uh, 
political situations unstable. There's been like some terrorist attacks. And so, you know, there's, you know, it's a high risk area to invest uh, because, you know, if something happens, the tourism will just collapse. I mean, that's what happened about seven, eight years ago or so. Uh, tourism really collapsed. It's, it's, it's kind of recovered. It's almost back where, where it was. But obviously, like, something could happen and it could collapse again. So, you know, given the, the, the risk profile, given the fact that I didn't really enjoy the area so much and the fact that uh, it actually doesn't even look that great in terms of uh, return on investment, I mean, the upside really is that this area is going to develop, that uh, more and more tourists are going to come, and that's kind of the plan of, of, the, of the government. I mean, the airport is, is, is already, like, uh, capable of receiving uh, an insane number of tourists. I can't remember what it was, like, 20 million or something. I think they have 6 or 7 million a year now. So there is definitely, there's, I mean, they have the infrastructure to receive more tourists. And if that's going to happen and the situation stabilizes, then, you know, maybe you could be charging 20, 25 bucks uh, in, in a couple of years from now. But, I mean, it's just a big gamble. And, um, you know, I'm just not so excited about it. And I want to be excited about my properties. So that's in a nutshell why I didn't end up investing. But I am working on a deal with the owner of the kitesurfing school to rent out uh, units in, in his villa. And that's going to be super fun. I'll be getting a share of the profit of the, of the business. And then I'll be, uh, I'll be just being in charge of managing the Airbnb listing. So that's something that I'm excited about. I love kitesurfing, so, you know, kind of having a share in a kitesurfing business is is definitely something that uh, that I'm looking forward to. Uh, someone's asking, what's the cleaning fee on a $10 a night, 50 cents? Well, you know, you would add the cleaning fee uh, to the to the price, right? So, um, but it's, I mean, labor is so cheap in Egypt that I guess, you know, a cleaning fee would probably be like, maybe like five bucks or something, about 10 bucks. So that's, uh, that's not that much. All right, let's see. What else do we have on the agenda? Uh, all right, so yeah, I mentioned the uh, the meetup. So I'm here in Santa Monica now. There's, I know there's a lot of Airbnb hosts. Um, there's, uh, well, not in Santa Monica, actually, because Airbnb hosting is not legal here. But in Los Angeles, is a big Airbnb market. I know a lot of people who listen to the podcast are actually in California. A lot of them are in Los Angeles. Uh, so Friday... June 29, 4 to 7 p.m., there's happy hour at Herring Bones, which is a really cool, uh, really cool bar restaurant here on, uh, on Main. It's not, I don't know if it's on Main Street, actually. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, you know, it's downtown Santa Monica. Uh, I know there's already uh, about, like, 15 people or so that have uh, signed up. Um, so check out Get Paid for Your Pet Facebook page. Uh, you can, it's a public event, so you can, uh, you can, RSVP. It's gonna, I'm sure it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, we'll probably, if you can't make it at four or five or six p.m., uh, we'll probably continue at uh, Shutter's Bar, which is a cool cocktail bar uh, near the beach. Uh, later at night, maybe like eight p.m., nine p.m., ten p.m. So if you can't make it to the earlier event, um, you know, definitely if you want to connect, uh, send me a message. Uh, connect with me on Facebook, Instagram. I mean, you know, there's all <laughs> there's all these platforms that you can. Um, that you can uh, find me. So please reach out, Jasper at getpaidforyourpad.com. Uh, it's, oh, it's called Shutter's Hotel. Thank you, Sophia, for uh, correcting me here. So I'm super excited to be meeting people from the community here. Uh, I would also love to do some, uh, some live podcast uh, events here. 
I'm going to interview Sophia for sure. So you know that will uh, that will come up in the in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm, I'm uh, you know I understand that it's it's kind of far. Oh, by the way, my buddy Eric Muller, uh, you might know him. He organized the the Airbnb virtual summit. Uh, he's in San Diego. He's got a massive massive business going on there. Like this guy, this guy. I mean, it's probably, I mean. You know, I compared to what I my experience with Airbnb hosting, he probably has like ten times that, given how many units he rents out and everything. And he's doing like re rentals, he's purchase units, like he's doing awesome shit. His uh, Airbnb group is called Airbnb Profit Club, by the way. So shout out to Eric. He's coming down all the way from San Diego. Uh, I've got another member of my community who's in Denver. He's he's thinking about flying over. He's got a massive business going on in Denver. So I'm super excited, uh, you know, to meet these people because I want to learn from them. You know, I mean, these guys have, have have like 10, 20, maybe 50 properties on Airbnb. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, so super excited. Uh, so you're not just going to meet me. You're going to meet like these guys as well. You can learn a ton from, from them. They are hosting, you know, locally uh, here in, in, of course, in, in Los Angeles and San Diego and stuff. So. So yeah, it's gonna be super fun. Uh, I've been super excited to uh, to meet you guys. So if you can make it, Friday, June 29th, 4 to 7 p.m. Herringbones in Santa Monica, or later at the Shutters Hotel. All right. So getting to the end of this podcast, um, just looking at the, some of the comments here on Facebook. Um, let's see, uh, Andrew. It, it tells me uh, it's on Ocean Ave. Oh, thank you, Andrew. Ocean Ave, Santa Monica. Uh, what's the progress on your unit in Colombia? So I've already talked about that. Uh, but in a nutshell, I had my first guest. Oh, I, got to, I guess I did forget to mention that. Uh, thank you for bringing it up. So I stayed at my unit for about a month or so. And before I want to rent something out on Airbnb, I, I want to stay there because I think you have to stay at a place to really understand, like, what is it like? You know, maybe there's some things that are missing. You know, what are the best features? What are the things that you want to highlight in your Airbnb listing and stuff? So that's the reason that I stayed at my place for about four weeks to, you know, to really learn and understand uh, the place, but also to, to find out, you know, what, what needs to be improved. Uh, I've actually made a bunch of improvements. Uh, the roof terrace, which is the, probably the best feature, it's, it's so awesome. I mean, this place, it's on the fourth floor. It's a penthouse unit. It's overlooking the neighborhood because it's on a little hill. And so it's like, you know, it's near the action, but it's not right in the action. It's a couple minutes walk for, to most of the bars, restaurants. But you know, like when I stand on this on this roof terrace, I kind of feel like you know, have, have you seen the Lion King? You know, when he, when he's uh, you know the lion is like standing on on the rock, like overlooking his uh, you know his little empire and stuff. That's kind of how I feel like when I stand on my roof terrace in in uh, in Cali, just overlooking the neighborhood. It's really awesome. Um, but uh, my point was, there's a couple things that I wanted to improve before listing on Airbnb. Because I'm really targeting the high-end market, right? I'm targeting people who are willing to spend like 80, 100, maybe $120 for my penthouse while they could also rent like a $30 uh, unit. It also has two bedrooms, but, you know, it's just not as high-end. The furniture isn't as nice. It might not have AC. The Wi-Fi might not be good and stuff like that. So for me, it's very important that everything has to work. Everything has to be perfect because otherwise I'm going to get bad reviews. Right? If people pay premium, they accept premium service, they accept a premium experience, and so they need everything needs to work. Now, first of all, my Wi-Fi wasn't working very well. 
Uh, it was, I kind of had like a temporary solution that was like kind of on and off. It, uh, you know, it's, it wasn't good. So there's no way you can rent out an Airbnb charging a premium price if your Wi-Fi is not fast. No way. I mean, that's the first thing that people do. They want to connect to the internet. So no way I was going to rent it out before the, air, before the internet works well. Now the internet has actually been fixed. So the internet's fine now. But the other issue I had was that, you know, because I'm on a hill and because I'm on the top floor, the water pressure is not great. And so, you know, the amount of water that comes out of the shower, it, you know, it didn't give me that, you know, that nice feeling in the morning when, you know, you wake up, you jump in the shower and, you know, you have this like this nice warm water just like plunging down on you. It's such a great feeling. And I didn't get that feeling at all when I was taking a shower in my unit. So I told the guys at Far International who, uh, you know, who've, uh, who've developed this whole property for me and who've done an awesome job, by the way. Shout out to Patrick. And Rodrigo, my buddy Rodrigo in Cali, who've just done an awesome job. Um, but uh, but you know we need we need to install a pump to you know to pump up the water and get more pressure in the showers. And so that's what I'm waiting for right now for them to install that. And they'll be fixing this all for me, so it's really cool. I just get to chill here in Santa Monica while these guys are working for me. Uh, but uh, but I do, did get my first guest because I told the guys in in Cali, I told them like, listen, like I don't want to rent it out on Airbnb yet. Because you know, I want to get good reviews. But if you have if you have people in your current like client pool that want to stay at my place, you know, just tell them like, hey, it's perfect, but the water, you know, the water pressure isn't great. Uh, but if you know people that want to stay there, feel free, you know, go ahead and rent it out. So I actually got my first uh, booking uh, last last weekend, just the last couple of days, at eighty dollars a night, uh, which is a good price. Because if I can rent it out 20 days a month at 80 bucks, that's 1600 times 12. That is 19,200. If my math skills are still on par, uh, 19,200 on an investment of you know about 145 thousand dollars. So there, you know, including costs, let's take like four or five thousand costs. So then you're already looking at the 10 percent return, right? So 80 bucks, 20 days a day, 20 days a month. That's like 66% occupancy. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's doable. I definitely think it's doable. So, super excited about all this stuff, man. I'm, I kind of miss Colombia already. Actually, <laughs> I kind of want to go back there. Um, David Jacoby, shout out. I'm wearing the Hostfully T-shirt. He's not paying me for this. I'm just wearing it because it feels good. It's a nice T-shirt, and. Yeah, it has his brand on it. Hostfully, I'm obviously going to use a Hostfully guide. Um, they've been they were sponsors of my podcast in the past. Uh, currently, I'm not. I don't. I don't do sponsorship because I'm kind of like on and off, like you know, a little uh, not very structured with my podcasting right now. But I'll get back onto it. Uh, actually, this doing this live is like super fun, and so you know, I'm thinking to do this every week. So you know, every Monday at 10:30 PST. I'm going to be in this time zone for the next two months. So it's going to be pretty easy for me to do it every week of this time. Um, so I don't know if this is the best time to do it, by the way. But I know most of the listeners are in California. They are in the U.S. And so I thought, you know, 10.30 PST on a Monday. Everyone's like sitting at work. You know, you might have a bit of a tough weekend. And then uh, maybe you can just sneak in, sneak into the you know restaurant or something or take a break and just watch this, uh, watch this live stream. I, I just thought it would be a, might be a nice break for people who are in the office. 
but anyway, like if I don't know if this is the best time. If you have any feedback on this, like please reach out Jasper at getpaidforyourpad.com. Let me know what, if 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 there would be a better time to do this. Then uh, I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely down to uh, to pick whatever time works best uh, for you guys. I'm pretty flexible. We have John from Toronto saying that uh, this uh, this time actually works. Uh, not so good for Hong Kong. True. Not so good for Hong Kong. Uh, I believe that's Rene, who I interviewed as well on the on the podcast. Um, so shout out to Rene. He has some awesome Airbnbs in Bali, in Indonesia. And the fact that he's uh, he's watching this means that he's up pretty late because I'm pretty sure it's about like 2 or 3 a.m. in Hong Kong right now. So maybe I'll do it a little bit earlier, you know, like 8 p.m., 8 a.m., 9 a.m. or something. Make it a little bit easier for the people in Asia to tune in. All right, I'm going to end this live podcast episode. Uh, I hope that all the viewers enjoyed it and the listeners, of course, if you're listening to this uh, on iTunes, you're listening to this on the, as, a, as an audio, then, uh, you know, keep an eye out on my email list. If you're not signed up, go to getpaidforyourpet.com, sign up for my email list, and uh, I'll send out an email, uh, you know, a few hours before I do the live session. I'll, I'll, I'll send out an email so that you guys know uh, when I'll be doing these live streams. And so, you know, I think that would be really fun instead of listening to the podcast, uh, you know, you can just watch it on Instagram, you watch it on Facebook. This video is going to be live on the Facebook page as well. If you want to, you know, if you haven't seen the whole thing or if you're listening to this and you, for whatever reason, you want to look at my face, then you can do that on a podcast as well. Um, thanks for everybody for watching. Thanks everybody for commenting. I really love interacting with all you guys. So thank you so much for that. This has been uh, a super fun experience. Somebody's just asking, are you going to do more? Uh, so I'm planning to do this every Monday at 10.30 PST, unless people will tell me that there's you know a better time to do it, then I'll change it. But if not, 10.30 AM PST, that's 1.30 Eastern time. Uh, but make sure you sign up for my newsletter at getpaidforyourpet.com because then you'll get the notifications. I'll let you know when this is going to happen. So thanks, thanks everybody again. It was awesome. And that was it for today. I'll be back next week. Take care, everybody.